0: I'm Zoe Deutsch, and this is what I wore when I became a bat mitzvah.
1: Welcome to What I Wore When, a production of Glamour and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Perry Samatin. Each week, I'm sitting down with a woman I find fascinating to talk about what she wore during a pivotal moment in her life. We're using the power of style to tell the stories you haven't heard. We chose actress Zoe Deutsch for the first episode of What I Wore When because out of all the women I talked to, she surprised me the most. First of all, she wandered into our recording session alone. No publicist, no manager, no entourage. As soon as she sat down, I felt a familiarity. Maybe that's because we have semi-similar backgrounds, at least on paper. We're both coastal Jewish girls, but I didn't expect such an easy rapport. We're over a decade apart in age. And guess who's older? But also maybe I'd been judging her on the parts that I'd seen her play, mostly wisecracking high schoolers. When we met, her Netflix show The Politician had just dropped, so we talked about that. But also about her astute understanding of designer fashion, the book we both agree is the best read of the year, and why it's so unfair that the de facto Generation Z uniform is sweatpants and hoodies when she and I both, during different decades... Had to contend with thigh highs, water bras, and other less than comfortable trends that shaped our youth. Here's our conversation. Hi. Hi. We're so happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here. So I want to start off by asking you what we ask everybody that comes in, which is, what are you wearing right now?
0: You are asking a great question. And I do have an answer, but I'm afraid my answer is going to, I'm going to say it wrong. Try me. Rosie. Asseline. Asseline. you said it right. Yes,
1: and it's a dress. Explain it. It's beautiful.
0: Um, you know, just an, a normal morning gown. It's definitely a bit of a gown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so pretty, blue flowers.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go uh, on. Blue? No. Uh, yes, blue flowers. Long, kind of exposed. Potential nip slips, but not yet. And I feel like I'm in a safe place, so if it happens, it happens you guys can't see it. You can only hear it. And I can just relay that there was a nip slip, but you will never actually know if it was true or not. And then blue heels that um have I, I was thinking about have you seen all those like memes of Rihanna and her heel going into yes, the Yes, yes. I was thinking of her when mine didn't miss it and it went into it <laughs> today. <laughs> It's like, that's a gift that she has. Um, yeah, that's the outfit. What are you wearing? Um, it's uh, Zara,
1: um, a special purchase from Zara. Most of my clothes this season happen to come from Zara. I think they're doing a really good job right now. I go back and forth on them, and I can't get enough. I feel like it's all knockoffs, and I don't really care.
0: I think you look fantastic. It's
1: a beige sack
0: dress, basically, uh... is what it is. Don't insult my... I think it looks dope. (laughs)
1: Thank you. I feel so good now. Okay. Um, Okay. The podcast is called What I Wore When, and today you are going to be talking about what you wore when you were bat mitzvahed. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to hear about this as a fellow Jew. (laughs) I also have fond memories of my bat mitzvah outfit. Does not stand the test of time, but I want to hear, I want to hear everything. Tell me
0: when I was thinking about my Ba mitzvah or, you know, a premiere or people's wedding day or these markers in your life, I think it's so funny that we tend to move away from like what we actually look like. The the most important days of our lives, quote unquote, the most important days of our lives and the most photographed and documented days of our lives are wearing things and doing things that look nothing like us. So it's a, I don't know, it's a weird thing. I mean, at least that's how I, I feel about myself and about mitzvah was no exception. First and foremost, my dream was I really wanted thin eyebrows, just like everyone what? out there. <laughs> um, was, I mean, I feel like that was
1: probably of the era.
0: Yeah. And also, like, I was what 12, year was it? what year? I was 12, about to be 13, and I had like resilient. Jewish hair that like, no matter what I did, I, no matter how many times I would shave my armpits, it would be like immediate. And I was like 12 and no one even knew what, no, none of the other girls even knew what armpit hair. They were like, what? Um, so my unibrow and I had a complicated relationship. So I asked my mom for my bat mitzvah if I could get my eyebrows waxed and she fought me on it until I won the battle and I got what I wanted. I got thin eyebrows But God struck me down and I broke out into like an extraordinary rash, which to this day doesn't even make sense. The rash came down to my neck, but I only waxed my eyebrows.
1: I mean, you must have been allergic to something, severely allergic to something (laughs) in the wax. I've never heard of that.
0: I've never heard of that either. Okay. So you have a rash. But it was so bad that I had to, I had like thick, thick caked on layer of makeup Did you do it yourself? No. And I looked like a wax figure. So I had thin eyebrows, wax figure makeup.
1: As every 13-year-old girl should
0: have. Dream come true. Dream come true. Um, And the dress I chose was, it, it was not, it's not a good dress. It was a silver strapless BCBG nightmare from hell. And it had a bunch of like ruffles and layers to it, and then I wore heels that I couldn't walk in. I was basically trying to play the part of an adult because I was, you know, about my, so you're coming into your own, you're, com- you're becoming, becoming a an woman, adult. Yeah, you're becoming a woman, becoming a woman, becoming an adult. Um, so I was trying my best to become a woman, and I I failed miserably. Um, and the the photos, I I was looking for one so that I could, you know, really i could jog my memory cannot find one picture
1: i don't know if i believe you
0: i couldn't find it i mean Mm. i'm no 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 no. i'm saying like i want them and i cannot find them i think i
1: your parents don't have an album they didn't get a bat mitzvah they do but
0: i'm not home i didn't know i was going to be doing this until two days ago
1: oh but they exist
0: oh yeah for sure i just wanted to find it to you know beat myself up about more and (laughs) to have more memories about it so where
1: did you get this dress
0: BCBG, You got it there. Yeah, on and sale then, at the mall, at the Sherman Oaks Galleria Mall. Did you have an idea of what you wanted to wear? I said, give me the ugliest thing you got.
1: <laughs> you did not say that.
0: No, of course not. I thought I was hot shit. I was like, I am the coolest ever. And uh, I wasn't. I also, was I also like did a full dance coming. You know when you like get to the party and like you have like an intro. Oh, I like...
1: Do I ever? Yes, I do know that.
0: I did like a very embarrassing... Dance coming out like look at me now. So you,
1: this was in LA. Mm-hmm. Where, what type of venue did you have your bat mitzvah at?
0: The ceremony was at um, Temple Israel of Hollywood, which I joke is like the most Jewish place in the world. More than <laughs> more than like Jerusalem is <laughs> the Temple Israel of Hollywood. Like get more Jewish, <laughs> I dare you. Um, and my Torah portion. Again, like continuing to be the most Chewy, I like decided I would fight the Torah in my Torah portion. So it was about Jacob ascending and descending the ladder, whatever. For those who don't know, um, for your bat mitzvah, you have a a certain section of the, I'm going to probably explain this wrong and someone's going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're right. I don't know what
1: I'm talking about. For those who- I'm just going to agree with you because I'm not exactly sure either.
0: So when you have your bat mitzvah, you, there's like a part of the Torah that you, like a Uh, see, it's going well so far. I'm Mm -hmm. really educated. (laughs) Uh, you just, a part of the Torah that you, uh, you write a Torah portion about. Mine was about Jacob ascending and descending the ladder and heaven and whatever. I wrote my entire Torah portion about not believing in heaven or hell or not knowing if I believe in God. So already like fighting and debating and arguing like at the actual thing. So that was my, um, But you didn't ask me that, so what were we talking about? Well,
1: I was (laughs) curious, so born and raised in L.A., Uh, you had your ceremony in the temple that's more Jewish than Jerusalem, and then where did you have your actual party?
0: Actual party was at my parents' house. That's nice. Yeah. How many people
1: did you have? I
0: don't know, like... A lot. A lot. Um, It does not... I have no interest in having a wedding, I have no interest in having a big birthday party ever again, the... uh, the bat mitzvah quelled any sort of desire for a, a big-ass function.
1: <laughs> so how did you feel that morning? You're 13. All your friends and your family, they're coming to a party in your honor. How did you feel putting on that dress that morning?
0: I don't know. It was that thing where I think I was dressing up again, like I was just trying to look like an adult. So I didn't feel like myself. So I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel good because I didn't feel like myself.
1: Was your mom the type of mom where she was like you know what, pick out what you want and you can wear it. Or did she have a say? Was she like, that silver dress is gorgeous on you?
0: No, she 100% always has been like, just wear whatever you want to the point where me and my sister were allowed to dress ourselves from like preschool on. And we looked fucking insane. And uh, maybe would have been better, mom.
1: (laughs) I don't know. My mom mom was very involved in my bat mitzvah outfit. What did you wear? I wore like a suit. Cute. Cute now. But like back then, this is the 90s, it was like a chiffon skirt that came down at a unflattering length below my knee. And then it was a burgundy red like zip up jacket though, like very
0: Hillary Clinton. It sounds very Chanel to me.
1: With a big chiffon in the matching material from the skirt, a big flower pinned on the jacket. All elements that feel modern, you know. You can be like, oh, carry brecha, flower, and then like Chanel with your zip up. But all in all, it was not that cute. <laughs> and I think I wore like really low peep toe heels. Cause I might have worn hose.
0: Wait, so sophisticated. I went slutty. You went sophisticated. I went
1: too sophisticated.
0: I went too slutty.
1: But like in retrospect, it wasn't the most fun for 13. 13- year olds like I if I can do it again I probably would have picked something a little bit more slutty or at least a little bit more flashy
0: (laughs) I don't know I went flashy and you can hear the deep regret in my voice
1: (laughs) so was your bat mitzvah something that you mentioned your sister your mom did they like pick out special outfits to wear or
0: did you coordinate no coordination Um, your sister's older or younger, older, three and a half years older. And you like, that I say the half? Because I'm still a little kid who's like, no, she's not four years. She's three and a half. half." We're silk. Like we're just, we're the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She wore, she actually still has the dress. Um, it was like a, I don't even know how to describe. I mean, you asked me to describe the thing I'm wearing right now and I couldn't even do it. So God only knows me trying to describe a dress. Um, just kidding. That's what this whole thing is about. I'm gonna be fine. I got this, Zoe. Uh, the dress that she wore—it was a black strapless. Like it was very simple and very cute and like timeless. Um, unlike my hmm. my moment.
1: Where is your BCBG dress now? Gone. <laughs> Long gone. Where do you think it is? So you got rid of it, obviously.
0: I think I sold it at Crossroads, which I oh yeah
1: vintage store in LA. Yeah. So, 13, and then I'm curious what your style outside of bat mitzvah dressing at that age, and then going into high school, like how did you dress when you were in high school or you were in middle school? How would you describe your style?
0: Okay, it's okay. I mean, break it down because it, it changed a lot, but that's why it's so weird that my bat mitzvah dress was so offensively ugly because 12, 13, 14, I think I dressed really, I was like a lot of vintage stuff and I was super like creative and making my own stuff and it was really cool and different and going to a lot of flea markets and vintage, whatever. I, there was like an actual identity to it. It felt like me, which is what's so funny. The dress looked nothing like me. And then when I turned like 14, I want to say, the style and the trend of when I was 14 was like thigh highs and like, really thick winged liner mm-hmm. and like I had do you remember those Victoria's Secret bras that were like a uh, cheetah and they had the water in it like oh it my like, god yes yes I had one of those and it was like my my mom would be like what is happening your tits are up to your ears and I watched these like 14 year olds in like you know when I see people at Starbucks wherever and I'm like resentful of them because their trend right now It's like sweatpants and cute shit. Sweatpants,
1: it's sneakers, it's hoodies.
0: I mean, I got thigh highs and like... Like water bras. Water bras. Why couldn't I have had the... (laughs) I know, no, I agree.
1: I agree when I see teenagers walking around. I'm always like, they look comfortable and cool. And I had to act like I really wanted to wear like jumpers with like baby tees. And I also, I mean, I'm a lot older, but... Late '90s, thigh highs were also really big. I think like in the mid 2000s, they had a resurgence. Yeah, with your gin. but I, I mean, there were that's clueless. Like clueless yes. was my, was a little bit younger, but like that's what kids wanted to wear, and everybody was walking around in thigh highs and little plaid skirts. And now I see like my cousins who were like 16, 17, 18 in hoodies and like fila sneakers, and they look cool, and they go out like that at night.
0: So. Jealous? Yeah, I'm
1: pretty jealous too.
0: And then I think because my I was so, it was so insane the like the water bra and thigh high of, of it all. I really shifted and I went full sophisticated, which I'm sort of still in. My friends make fun of me that we'll be going out and I'll wear a full lawyer power suit, and they'll be like, "That is not what people wear out." Like, well,
1: like, that's what I'm into right now.
0: Yeah, like a black turtleneck. And Love like, it. I'm so buttoned up and um, it's that's
1: a- <laughs> retaliation for like the silver dress and the thigh highs right you're like now I'm just gonna cover up
0: I think so I think so I am I mean I'm definitely like anything tight or um, I, I just I can't I don't feel for you no I also really like to eat and so anything like that it just stops me from being able so comfort, to to feast to you. yes
1: During the course of your career, you've played a lot of high school students. And has that influenced at all the way you dress in real life?
0: I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I mean, what has influenced my life a lot is that I spend so much of my time in rooms trying on clothes for, you know, fittings for shows and for movies or whatever, and events that I have so little interest. I don't shop. Ever. The idea of going shopping sounds like I'm going to work because, you know, I don't want to sit in a room and try things on. I spend so much of my life doing that. So I used to love to go out and like hunt for a cool piece of clothes. And now I'm like, just don't I don't want to be in a fitting room. So you don't like to shop, but where do you get your clothes? Like if
1: you want new things, how do you go about getting them?
0: I swear to God, I don't know. I mean, I just started buying stuff on the real real because mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Rachel Comey's is always great. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't shop. Where do you go? Zara's great.
1: I mean, Zara for a quick hit, but yeah, Real Real, I love Real Real. Um, I mean, it depends. Depends on what I'm looking for. If I want to spend money, I'll go on Net-a-Porter or I'll go to Shopbop. I have a press discount at Shopbop; it's thirty percent. So I'm like, hey. hit a girl up. So I ball out there sometimes. But <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I love shopping in stores, but I really don't go to that many. I'm more of an online shopper.
0: I just don't shop.
1: Since you've started out, you've struck me as somebody that understands fashion and has a good handle on fashion. Is that planned? Is that studied? Like, I look at red carpet photos of you when you were younger, you know, five, six years ago, and you're wearing Dior, and you're at the Max Mara fashion show in Milan, and you're, like, wearing Valentino Cruz now. Like, these are—you're killing it. Like, these are labels that people— aspire to wear their whole lives and I'm wondering how that comes how that comes together for you
0: that's very nice um my mom in, uh, reminded me of this when I was five my dream was to be a pattern maker like in textiles and I would lo- I would draw patterns like fab. I wanted to make fabrics I was obsessed with it and I loved designing clothes and I had my in my dream it was called the line with- my clothing company was called um Zizzy Fashions nice so, to that anyway <laughs> I was a dream of mine. So I think it's like getting to live out a childhood dream when I get to collaborate or or, um, appreciate beautiful garments.
1: You're obviously, though, like, I mean, it seems like you're taken seriously by designers, by stylists, by people in the fashion world. Whereas I feel like a lot of people at the age you were when you first started doing red carpets aren't taken as seriously, like, why do you think that is? Do you think it has to do with the roles you play or the way you look or?
0: I certainly spend a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> Probably more time than I should. Um, and I love, I think ultimately, I really, really, really love creative minds. And some of these designers I get to talk to and work with and and know they're so brilliant and creative and interesting. And um, that's the best part. I mean, that's the best part of, Life in general is getting to meet interesting people who know things that, you know, I know nothing about. And ultimately, that's why I became an actor, why I like to act, because I'm curious. I'm curious about you. I'm curious about you guys. I'm curious about the stranger walking down the street. I'm curious about other people, and, and I and I want to know what it's like to live their life. And so it's really fun to get to step into other people's worlds, um, to invite myself into the <laughs> other people's worlds and minds and kind of see what it's like for them.
1: Being, you know an actress in Hollywood, people could potentially be intimidated by you. And I'm wondering, do you ever get intimidated yourself, whether, you know, that's going to events, going to parties, and do you ever dress in a way that sort of, you know, do you ever aim to mitigate the intimidation with clothes?
0: Absolutely. I I have one coat that I wear whenever I'm going to a scary party. Or what I perceive to be a scary party. Or if I'm going to a meeting with someone who I think is really cool or funny. Funny people, I'm very into I really I shut down. Actually I went to SNL on Saturday and I wore this coat because I was so nervous and excited. Um uh, it's a it's a it's a black Kenzo coat that I bought when I was 16 years old at opening ceremony. It was fifty percent off on sale and it's weight it's like a size I don't, it's a, It's just, it's much, it's too big for me. But somehow the oversized thing works. But there are eyes on it. Little like um, eye patches. I don't know how to say it. Like yeah. eye patches, but patches that yes, are. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Kenzo, the designer yeah. Kenzo.
1: They do eyes. A lot of their stuff used to be, I think one or two seasons. They had a lot of eyes and they're like realistic looking eyes. Yeah, like they're raised. a person's raised. eye. It's yes. raised
0: and it's like kind of um, fuzzy-ish. Uh, and... The reason I wear this coat is one, I feel so, first off, it's very covered up. It's very sophisticated, which I've mentioned. I like to be covered up and like feel like I'm a I'm a lawyer, but a cool lawyer. Cool lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation piece is what I say. It's like, I no, I don't have to talk about myself or anything. I don't, or what, you, the, whatever. Well, it's, it's immediately like people are like, oh, what's the coat? Where's that from? Who, how, oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, have my shtick about the coat and then I don't have to live in fear. <laughs> so I definitely, I rely on that coat pretty heavily. It's here with me in New York.
1: One of the reasons I I was so excited to talk to you is because anyone that knows me knows that I am obsessed with the show Ringer. Stop. Yes. Okay. This was a show that was on the CW in 2011 for one season. And I maintain actually... I've worked with people at past jobs. We talk about it a lot. I maintain that I think that show was a little bit ahead of its time. Sarah Michelle Gellar was the star. I think some of the themes in there, it was about, I think it was based, was it based on Dead Ringer, the classic? Was it Betty Davis? I'm pretty sure there was like, I remember reading that it was a loose, basically Sarah Michelle Gellar plays twins, separated at birth that took very different paths. One is like a junkie stripper and one is a fancy Park Avenue wife and you play the stepdaughter of the Park Avenue version, you were so good in that show. You're very sweet. No, you were. And nine, I don't say
0: that lightly. Nine years ago or something? Like, was that your first role? It was my second, my second job ever. Yeah, I had to leave high school to start working that. But I I have some fun fashion stories for you about I that. I want to hear it because <laughs> that
1: show, I mean, it was slick. It was shot really well. The fashion was good. I just, I I loved it. And when it got canceled... I think I signed an online petition
0: to not cancel it. Well, I don't know if this is true. I might be making shit up now, but I remember hearing something that... So originally the show, it was made for CBS or something. And then the pilot ended up getting picked up for the CW. And so it was like, they wanted to continue shooting. it. it was just, it was too expensive the I remember reading the that CW. and it looked...
1: The show looked expensive, if it, that makes sense. And you know what
0: else was expensive? you wore. All the bomb-ass shit I got to wear. By the way, but this is the best story, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is a tragedy about TV shows that I can't understand, and I will never understand. Most of the clothing that gets worn in in shows, it goes into archives. You wear it once, and then it goes into, like, I don't even know where, and no one ever gets to see them or wear them again. And... So the show was getting canceled and I threw all these beautiful, like Oscar de la Renta, like dresses and these like Armani pants, like beautiful clothing that was tailored to my butt. And I was so upset that they were just going to sit in a room and die there. And somebody told me they were like, and I'm not going to say who, they were like, go to your house and get things or go to like a thrift store and buy things that are the same kind of thing. And swap them out. And swap them out. Stop. So I did that with like five things.
1: Oh My God. And what do you do with them now? Just do you have them as relics? Do you wear them?
0: Yeah, I have them for sure. It's just I I still feel like such... I'm not a rule breaker. I'm very much so like teacher's pet kind of person. So I was like, I'm in trouble. I mean, that's a pretty big rule to break. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, ZW. How old were you when you did that show? I was 15, 16, 15, Do you remember
1: what you were? And I'm curious in general, not just for this show, but at that age, especially what you, did you have something that you wore specifically to auditions?
0: Yes, I do. I I totally had a weird thing. There was an outfit that I wore when I I auditioned for the first time and I ended up getting the job. And of course I didn't end up getting like the next hundred auditions, but I was convinced that it wasn't me that got the job. It was this magical outfit. Hello, 15, and out of your mind. So I, I I said, I have to wear this outfit every audition. It was a pair of J brand black skinny jeans and like high-heeled um, combat boot type of things uh, and this black cardigan, button-up cardigan with little flowers on it. But it got to the point where it was like a year and a half of just wearing the same outfit almost every, like it was so bizarre.
1: curious, when you first started getting roles, and when you first started making, like, money of your own, was there anything that you bought yourself? I'm always interested in women, not even just famous women, just women when they're like, this is my, you know, successful purchase. It
0: was that Kenzo coat. That was the coat? Oh yes. my god, and you're still
1: wearing it, so and the I, it's cost the, per wear
0: is... Oh. Excellent. I, I got all the use, it's, yeah, it was the Kenzo coat, and then my car, which I still, that's my car still really beat up black Prius.
1: And how do you feel, you know, if you still want to be acting, you know, in 20, 30 years, how do you picture yourself dressing? Like what vibe would you want to embody?
0: I love a, like a Katherine Hepburn suits and just like so confident and, and just the epitome of um, effortless and whatever. But at the same time, I love... Like, I love the way Kate Blanchett dresses and how she has such a sense of humor about her style. And um, it doesn't seem like she takes it so seriously and she always looks unbelievable. We have the same stylist, Elizabeth Stewart. Hi, Elizabeth. See, I mentioned you. I love you. Don't get mad at me.
1: Your mom, obviously, Leah Thompson, is a very accomplished actor of many years. Has she ever given you advice on how to handle being young and in the spotlight like I know that's not how not- she is
0: not one to ask <laughs> I was like mom you cannot wear that out um no my sister I'm very I'm, I heavily depend on my sister like I can't even get my nails done without being like Maddie what color do I do tell me everything when you're going
1: to red carpets and premieres and like how do you choose what you wear I've definitely interviewed some actresses before where they have admitted that sometimes what they choose on the red carpet is lightly related to the character that they're playing in the moment. And Mm. I'm wondering if that's true with you or if it's more just how you're feeling in the moment or what looks good.
0: Mm, God, I don't know. It just depends.
1: Does she present you with options and you're like, great.
0: Yeah, but I'm probably her most like, I like to be very involved. So yes, I would um, imagine
1: that, though. I can tell. I mean, you can tell when you look at photos of you. You can tell, because I also see a lot of girls in Hollywood your age that they look great, but you can so, or maybe I can tell, because I've been a fashion editor for so many years, mm. but I can so tell that this person has a stylist. That's why I was curious if you even had a stylist. Like, I couldn't. Um, but you do.
0: I do, I do. Uh, I'm very involved, and I like, I. I again, I really appreciate the, the craft. I love looking at all the clothes and sending pictures to her and Begging her to help get the stuff and um, I think also I have like personal relationships with some of the designers. So I always like to wear people that, I like to wear people's clothes that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Maria Grazia and um, Dior. I just think she's a really cool person. She is. And I love um, Kate and Laura Rodarte. They're mm-hmm. such fabulous human beings and I don't know, I it's a lot more, even though I'm very... Involved and very opinionated, It, it I guess the, the truth is it's a little bit more organic than I'm giving it credit for. Like, it's there's no strategy with anything in my life, to be honest. Do you ever watch, like, old footage of your mom? Are you like, <laughs> no, but I'm careful about the way I talk about it because one time I said in a Vanity Fair article, one of my first, like, interviews, I did, like, the vanities thing, and I said something that I, when I read it back, it just sounded so ungrateful and gross and what it was was I said she said have you seen Back to the Future and I said I think I've seen the second one but I don't really watch my parents movies but what I was trying to say and I didn't say it eloquently was my parents put so much value on um having a real family and Mm -hmm. experience and real life. And my mom's from the Midwest and it wasn't like it's Friday night. Let's watch my parents' movies. But like at the same time, what that sounds like is that I'm not, I'm not um, honoring their work. It's just that that I, yeah, I don't know. I'm super, super proud to be a part of a family that um, a family of artists and I love them and they're great people. Um, But no, I don't, I don't watch much to be honest. I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of, stuff like that, but I have a really shitty attention span.
1: (laughs) I want to quickly talk about The Politician. So how did you get involved with this project? This is a Netflix show. Ryan Murphy, Gwyneth, you, Ben Platt. Do you want to give like the three-sentence synopsis?
0: The Politician is about uh, a character named Peyton Hobart, played by Ben Platt, who for his entire life has been on a one-track path, is that a thing, a one-track path, question mark, to uh, uh, become the president of the United States of America. And uh, this is his first step in in that direction, which is to be president of um, his school. And who do you play? Um, I play Infinity Jackson, who he asks to be his running mate. I am um, essentially the sympathy vote. It's a lot of, it's, you know, it's a satirical examination of, one, wealth and privilege, two, some uh, in some ways an allegory for current politics it's a lot about the pursuit of perfection and blind ambition and um it's 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 very like soapy and fun and bright and uh and satirical but also like so many other ryan murphy brad Falchuk, ian brennan shows um it's always trying to dig deeper and say something more than maybe what you would expect it talks about voter fraud and gun control and um, gender and sexuality in a way that, um, in a way I haven't seen before.
1: And there's a lot of amazing women, too, that yeah. you're getting to work with.
0: Yeah, Ryan Murphy's pretty, pretty Paltrow, amazing about...
1: Jessica Lang plays your grandma, is that right, on the show? Yes. Yes, I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, I got to act with what Gwyn- is she like? Jessica Lang for five months, and I got to sing with Ben Platt, so... You did him. Yeah, that was good. That was great. That's amazing. What's she like? Yeah. Funny as shit. So funny. Cool. By the way, really cool. I don't know how to say... I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but she's very cool. <laughs> like, yeah, she's just amazing. She's everything you would expect her to be and more.
1: I want to do a quick speed round of questions. So Please. I'm going to ask you some things and just answer the first thing that comes into your head. Okay, first... Okay. What is the last thing you bought? Doesn't have to be fashion-related. What is the last thing you spent money on?
0: Uh okay. oh, um, nail polish remover. From it must have been a Walgreens or something. Totally. First concert. <sighs> Madonna. It was Madonna. What? Yeah, it was I Madonna. Mean, that's a good one. What would be your last meal on Earth? Okay, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I have thought about this a lot, right, and you know, I—that's the one
1: that I always think about too.
0: Today, it would be my mom's spaghetti bolognese. And my sister, my sister makes the best salads and then, uh, sparkling water, pampa mousse And, um, that would be it right now. How do you fall asleep at night? Is there something
1: specific that you do? Is there a show you watch or is there a routine that you sort of have developed for yourself?
0: Every day, my skincare routine gets longer <laughs> and scarier. <laughs> I have chronic hormonal acne, which has been eight years of trying to tackle that. As you can see, I'm having a lovely breakout right now. To anyone listening, like, there is nothing. (laughs) There's not one thing that fixes it all. It's like you have to come at it from every angle. There's not one magic product. And I've seen every fancy dermatologist Mm -hmm. and every person that claims to know it and... Tried every antibiotic and done everything, and I, I can't fix it. So at
1: night, run me through maybe what you do to your skin? Right now, I've decided, I don't know. Less is more?
0: That's what I'm starting to get at. The one product that I actually, like, I cannot travel without it because I, I do think it. my skin goes completely bonkers without it is Clinical Active Serum. It's very drying, and it's very intense and stingy, but I think it's the best product. Um, What's the brand? Is Clinical. I have, like, a thyroid problem, so it's so much—it's not about—I keep trying to fix it from the outside in, but it's inside out, which is mostly what it is with um, hormonal acne. And I have had, like, a come-to-Jesus moment with it, which is I actually have kind of gratitude for it it, because it—if that's, like— I don't know. I, it's not that bad. And also, who cares? Like, I've made it such a big thing. I won't, I'm one of, you know, you hear about it, but it's like, I won't go out or I won't do certain things or I'll like, I, and I just need to, who cares? Who gives You're not, not a
1: prisoner to something like acne, right? I oh, mean, God,
0: I hate it. I, no. I'm. I'm. Anyway, skincare. Okay. Uh, 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 and wait, before bed, that was the question. You answered it. I panic about my skin. That's what I do before I go to bed. No, <laughs> I like total darkness and I like total silence. And the only noise I can tolerate is my dog, who snores nonstop. What's the last book you read? <gasps> Great question. Um, well, the one I'm reading right now is Fleischman is in trouble. But the last one I read was um, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. And then my favorite book of the summer was Three Women.
1: Me too. I just finished it. I thought you were going to throw it back at me and say, what book are you reading? And I was about to pull that out. It is so good. Wait, you finished? You- I just finished it. Okay, 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 okay. I just finished it. It is, you guys, it is a non-fictional story about, well, it's not really about a, a writer followed, I guess for like a decade, followed three different women about... How would you describe it? Their,
0: I think it's desire, e- their sex yeah, lives. Yeah, I think it's 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 uh, inherently taboo to even just trying to describe it. Like people are like, "Whoa, it's a sex book," but it's not. No, it's an extraordinarily vulnerable, fascinating examination of women and their desires right now. Every woman that I've talked to finds some part of themselves in different parts that they didn't expect to, um, and I think it's really important that men read it.
1: Out of all the characters that you played, which one do you think has the best style?
0: Infinity from The Politician. I was in Brazil like for the press tour, and everybody thought all of Infinity's clothes were Gucci. And it made me laugh so hard, because I was like, no, it's in the Goodwill. <laughs> uh, I love any like period piece stuff. Um, I did a movie about Salinger, and I played a, a Uno O'Neill, who was very glamorous and... Um, that was fun, and the clothes were beautiful. Uh, I I play I did Zombieland's coming out soon, and I'm I essentially play. I don't know if you've seen any photos, but it's like an amalgamation of a bunch of 2009, like Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just, that was really fun. That's obviously not the best dress, but it was very the most fun. fun. That was very fun. Where are you going after this? Where am I going? I'm gonna go back to the hotel, and I'm gonna watch TV what are you gonna watch I don't know cause I totally you to don't watch yeah. I'm just gonna turn on the TV Like that seems like a crazy thing I'm just gonna turn on the TV and see what's on there um, but yeah I haven't really had a chance to um, I went out the last three nights in a row which is very unlike me so I am like um, I'm V excited to order some fries and chill your ass off
1: What I Wear When is a production of Glamour and iHeartRadio For more information on today's episode, go to glamour.com slash what I wore when. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.